Thunder. Welcome to the Swamp, folks. AC Todd C here. Thursday, January 13th, 2022. You're in the Toddcast zone. Here's Todd. Nothing like the thunder from down under. But Angus playing that, Mr. Dillon. Alright. Part alphabet. It's a beautiful morning. Flex says I'm gonna sleep inside. <laughs> hey, it's flowing out there on Highland Drive a little bit. Still a little warm, but they say the cool front's coming in this weekend. Let's do it one second at a time. Yep. What you got going on, Bar? Well, let's see where to begin. Let's just start with music. Well, <laughs> a little different kind of music. 1968, Johnny Cash. He played a show which was recorded for his forthcoming live album at Folsom Prison. In front of 2,000 inmates. He got out of cell and went and did it. Man, that turned a lot around for his career. Uh, 1969, Elvis Presley began a 10-day recording session that would produce his final U.S. number one record, Suspicious Minds. They were laid down in Memphis and marked the first time Presley had recorded in his hometown since his Sun Records days in 1956. Then years later, same day, 2005, a report showed that more songs had been written about Elvis Presley than any other artist. We seem to talk a lot about Elvis. Yeah, he? he's kind of a big deal. Well, you know, we got Jeannie out there in Louisville saying, but give me an Elvis report. <laughs> Elvis uh, update. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, 1990, New Kids on the Block had their uh-huh. second and last number one UK single with Hanging Tough. They had a further seven top ten hits by the end of 91. Broke up after that, but set the scene for numerous boy bands throughout the 90s. Why would I bring up the new kids on the block, Dad? Well, here you go. The Gardner and me took uh, Kobe, Casey, I think a couple of friends by the way. Yeah. Reunion Arena. Man, I tell you what, those guys were very athletic, jumping around, singing. But Casey didn't see it that much because she was asleep. Anybody can sleep through that. You got to, hey. Were there like explosions? Yeah, all sorts of stuff. I'm telling you. Wow. Oh, man. Don't well, want her flying your plane. Yeah, probably yeah. not. Probably, probably a good idea to see me in the cockpit to turn around. Because you were, where was that putting you in junior not junior high. No, elementary. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, Tiffany Bocker, she had the curtains, the sheets, the comforter, the pillows, new kids on the block, everything covered that room. There you go. There we go. Reunion ring ain't in there anymore. 1910, inventor Lee DeForest powered up the transmitter and antenna and began the world's first public radio broadcast. While the audience was small, it demonstrated the potential of public broadcasting. Ah, oh, must have had me in mind. I'll tell you. What was that, 1910? 1910. Ooh, 1910, thing about time. 
you know it was. <laughs> so, California, this city, Sunnyvale, in California, not Tejas, they're having some troubles with the crows. Oh, black crows? Well, you know, the singers? Yeah, they're pretty good. So, uh... Residents of Sunnyvale said the crows frequently are seen flocking over the downtown area, covering sidewalks and outdoor seating areas with their droppings. Woo! Well, they get me. So, uh, they're also loud at night. Uh, what do you think they might use to, uh, solve the problem? Uh, uh boy, the kids on the block, right? And they might, that might get them out of there pretty quick. They've used falcons. They've put, then you have a falcon problem. Whoa. They've put reflectors in the trees and nothing seems to help. The city's preparing to start a pilot program to test green lasers to drive the crows away. Oh no. They say it's better than spending hundreds of dollars uh, to spray the wash, spray wash the sidewalks every few weeks. But the Audubon Society has concerns because the lasers can blind the birds which is a death sentence for them because they can't see. Which I love because if you're blinding the birds, of course they can't see. They can't fly or feed properly. So that's an issue. Well, they don't have that much water out of California. Uh, oh, well. And they don't be doing that green laser up in the air. Those airplanes. Man, of all the things you come to, it's like, yeah. I don't know, drone them and start, you know, the drones, do something with the drone. Well, or some big fake bird. Let's just put some Hillary posters out there. Hey, okay, whoa. Yeah, enough, enough, enough politics. Enough of the crows. Although I do like the black crows. I like them. All right, so this one goes to you, Todd It's National Rubber Ducky Day. Quack, quack. Look at the cute little ducks. Rubber ducky. You see, according to a 1973 Sesame Street calendar, Rubber Ducky's birthday is January 13th, so around the country it's National Rubber Ducky Day. A friend of Ernie and Big Bird, Ducky made his debut in February 1970 episode. Which, my dad wrote a little story. Oh gosh. And I'm going to read it real quick, and then I'll pass it on to Todd Fred. It's called... The rubber ducky quacked, and I listened. So when are you going to retire, coach? To which I always replied, they'll tell me because I have no clue. As of my 60th birthday, this became a frequent question, but it wasn't until after my 70th birthday, years of practices and games, camaraderie between coaches and players, and my family letting me be me, that I actually retired. I always knew God would send me some sort of sign. In December 2019, the sign was a rubber duck. It wasn't the first rubber duck I'd ever come across. My wife, Trisha, and I have had two children, Kobe and Casey. Kobe suffered from cystic fibrosis and during his 29 years was in and out of the hospital multiple times. In August of 1992, he was the youngest patient to have a double lung transplant at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Many times pre and post transplant, Kobe was on a ventilator to help him breathe. He would be given a squeaky rubber duck in order to communicate with the doctors, nurses, and our family. As Kobe got older, he continued to use the rubber duck at doctor's visits, placing the rubber squeak toy on his file, letting the physician know that one of their favorite patients was there. Not letting the rubber duck die as he aged, Kobe even decorated his bathroom with the cute yellow birds. 
On December 23, 2008, God needed more joy and laughter in heaven, so he took Kobe that day. After removing all life support and our family was allowed to see him for the final time, the nurses had left Kobe holding his rubber duck next to his chest. In December 2019, at 5 o'clock in the morning, I was on my morning jog when something in the gutter caught my eye. It was a rubber duck. I picked it up and took it home to show my wife, Trisha, who was stunned. I told her this might be the retirement sign and chuckled. Later that afternoon, I offered to be on car duty for a sick colleague. On my way out, I looked down, and there was another rubber duck by the door. I also took that little guy home, and my wife nearly fell to the floor. She then said, no doubt, this is a sign. Christmas break came, and I didn't go back for the spring semester. The rubber duck quacked, and I listened. Well, I do, of course, remember all that. That was uh, kind of wild, and as Braylon says, crazy. <laughs> but uh, I think we all probably got rubber duckies running around there. We just sometimes better listen. Hey, uh, <clears throat> talking about a lavender. Past few days on this little shoe here. We got some more home remedies, and here we go about uh, lavender for health and home. How to use lavender for sleep, relaxation, and health. From the what? Farmer's Almanac Home Remedies. Yes. Here we go. Lavender is more than just a plant. This fragrant perennial has been revered throughout the ages for its ability to breathe a sense of clarity and calm into every cupboard, room, or beauty product in which it dwells. It has long been used as a remedy for a range of ailments from insomnia and anxiety to depression and fatigue, which we kind of talked about you know, the other day. Now, just a, kind of, that's one of those, as we use in the school business, bring it back up to date. Mm-hmm. All right, lavender ushers sweet sleep. There sleeps Titania. Sometime of the night, lulled in these flowers with dances and delight. Bill Shakespeare, a midsummer night's dream. Now, what what was her name? <laughs> Who's that sleeping over there? I don't know, Dad. Titania. Oh. Okay. Ah, okay. Not, well, there's, there's not Titania. That's or right. Whatever you call it. Yeah. Well, that's old Bill Shakespeare. For centuries, bedding and pillows have been stuffed with scented herbs, grasses, and petals for utility's sake, as well as to aid in sleep. Victorian-era ladies favored lavender in their pillows for its sweet scent and often inhaled it to calm their nerves. Using lavender as a sleep aid is an old time in the current research is now beginning to support what has long been known. According to one study at Westland University, smelling lavender before sleep increases the percentage of deep or slow wave sleep in both men and women. And all of the subjects reported higher vigor the morning after lavender exposure. So, how to infuse the sleepy scent into our nighttime routine? Here's what they say. 
Add dried flower buds into pillows, either directly or by placing a sachet or pad into the pillowcase. Spurts. Spritz. Oh, let's go with spurts. <laughs> Spritz your pillow and linens with an essential oil spritzer consisting of water, lavender, essential oil, and either witch hazel or alcohol. I don't know if you guys probably does a little alcohol before they go try to go to sleep out of Massage the scent mixed with a carrier oil such as sweet almond oil into temples behind the ears and under the nose. Dab a few drops of lavender essential oil onto tissue paper and place under pillows. Brew a before bed cup of lavender tea for sweet drinks. Or just try to find an old baseball game that's on the major league station. Turn it on, man, you'll go right to sleep. I was telling you. Anyway, that's from the old Almanac entry today. This will continue to go on. But as the old Irish proverb reads, a good laugh and a long sleep are the best cures in the doctor's book. What do you think about old Lavender? I think it's got a lot of uses still today. Hey, behind the ear, yeah. you're putting that on at your uh, styloid process, that bone thing there mm-hmm. from the mastoid. That's a little bit of uh, x-ray use. Landmark. Hey, how about if I only knew then what I know now? Here's our coaches, three of them. I wouldn't accept to change the world with every athlete. I know now that you will not be able to reach every student athlete no matter how hard you try. But the ones you can change is such a rewarding thing and that is one of the coolest moments as a coach. Here's another one. I would never have passed up an opportunity to learn something new from anyone that came my way. I had moments early in my career where I didn't want to listen to people who knew tons more than I did. And they got tons written in those big letters. <laughs> All of them. And the last one, again, I don't know if these are men or women coaches. Creating a selfless culture and modeling it comes before anything else. 25% of coaching high school athletics is the X's and O's. It's about relationships with your players and getting them to know each other on a deeper level so when a teammate fails, they feel it with them and when they succeed, they celebrate with them. I tell you, there's something pretty good about those. I'm enjoying that. I see a lot of when I was coming up, me and, and that. Uh, you know, we got a lot of individualism nowadays in, in sports and this, this tough trying to get the kids all thinking as a team because they're pretty well programmed at home and how good they're going to be and you know how big their uh, scholarship is going to get. It by just the time goes, they're in the fifth grade. Yeah, by the time that's right. Hey, you got a motivational quote? We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence. Then, it's not an act, but a habit. Some guy named Aristotle. <laughs>
Aristotle. Oh. But, uh, he Pretty called him what you want. That's a good quote. He played with the Tar Heels. Come on. <laughs> okay, Leach. Alright. <laughs> That's about all I got to go on up there. As the doves are coming in. At that time of day, little after nine, they come in and get on there and just eat and look. Enjoy the morning. That's what they're doing. They're looking for that branch cat and pasture cat. They come for two sides, though. And they're dodging lasers. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, you got anything else going on? It's going to be a great day. That's how you, you got to think it to get it. Put that in your mindset. Hey, if you got rubber duckies in your life, you might want to pay attention to them. Because, uh, I don't really think there is really signs, <laughs> but there are some opportunities that uh, seems like comes around. We got to know when to jump on the boat, when to jump off the boat. Let's have a good day today, no matter what they do to you out there, if something's going to happen. Keep your faith, call someone that you know you might need to talk to. Always listen for the quack, because it sometimes will make it count for you. Make it count. Yeah.